hello everybody and welcome to part two of our Wellspring Wellbeing podcast with Eva Dominguez. Uh, hopefully some of you enjoyed the first part already where we talked about all kinds of interesting and important things and today's focus will be on self-esteem. What is it? Um, how do we sometimes damage it without realizing? You'll learn about what is self-sabotage and how to foster a better relationship with our self-esteem. So Ava, I'm delighted to have you here again. Um, it's fantastic to speak with you. How are you today? Thank you, Laura. I'm very well. I'm thrilled to be here again. I had so much fun last time and it was just so exciting to be able to share with Wellspring. So uh, I'm ready to go. Excellent. Great. So really today, the it's from one main question from one of the students who wrote in, and that was, uh, what are some great ways to boost self-esteem? I think, Brilliant. yeah, you, you've prepared some really good information, explaining a little bit more about what is self-esteem, how it differs from self-confidence, and then this really important idea of self-sabotage. So uh, absolutely, if I interject with questions once in a while, but really over to you, because you're the one who knows all about this. <laughs> well, questions are always good and always important, and there's never a stupid question. So yeah, to start with, there is this concept that, you know, you have self-esteem and then you have self-confidence, and that they're actually two different things. So um, I'm just going to start first with some definitions. Yeah, so self-esteem is the opinion we have of ourselves. So it, it refers to whether you appreciate yourself, whether you value yourself. Self-esteem, um, it develops and changes due to life experiences and interactions with other people so it's not static it's it's an evolving state of being um and it different it's different to self-confidence so self-confidence is your belief in yourself and in your abilities and this can change depending on the situation but a person can be very confident about their particular abilities but still have low self-esteem so it's not, it's not an easy one to figure out. Um, so a healthy self-esteem is when you feel positive about yourself and you're able to deal with life's ups and downs. Um, and when your self-esteem is low, you see yourself and your life in a negative way, you're critical, and you're actually less able to take on the challenges that life throws at you. It's kind of useful to have a bit of a, a checklist um, when you're not quite sure how you're feeling about your self-esteem. And, and here are a couple of things that, that come up when you're feeling not so great and your self-esteem is, is lower than, than perhaps it could be. Mm -hmm. There's a, a feeling of lack of control. Um, there's quite a lot of negative social comparisons with other people, maybe your friends, people around you. There's quite a lot of worry, self-doubt. There's a really interesting one, which is trouble accepting positive feedback. Oh. You don't actually feel that you're worth anyone saying well done to. And that's a really interesting one and a really useful one to think mm -hmm. about. There's negative self-talk and there's fear of failure. So, so self-esteem is really very important. Wow, um, yeah. And not that easy. No, that's really interesting. And I think you've given a really good description of the difference there between self-confidence and self-esteem, yeah. where some people may have thought those were interchangeable terms or synonyms, but they're not. 
Um, and so the yeah, image no. you've given me there is I can imagine, for example, maybe I know a student who is uh, really excellent at basketball or excellent at playing piano. And they're very confident when they have to do that. But actually their self-esteem around their ability to interact with their friends, to present themselves in other situations is quite low. So they can have Absolutely. confidence in a skill, but they don't generally have self-esteem. Perfect. That is exactly, mm. that, that's a really good takeaway. Yeah. And there are, there are ways to boost your self-esteem. So, okay. um, and they're kind of easy tricks that take patience. So with a lot of things, the actual solution in itself isn't difficult, but putting it into practice yeah. can be difficult and, and involves kind of committing to it. Okay. So to boost your self-esteem, you basically need to identify the negative beliefs you have about yourself. And then you need to challenge them. So you need to um, perhaps listen out for when you're talking badly about yourself, when you're engaging in what they call negative self-talk, write them down, perhaps be neutral about them. Don't challenge them just yet. Just be like, hmm, I think that maybe I'm not great at interacting with my friends. Just drop it down in a note. You don't need to sit there and, and beat yourself up about it. Mm -hmm. But on the opposite side, start watching out for positives. So a lot of the time we engage in negative self-talk and um, we forget that there's stuff that we're great about. Perhaps I'm thoughtful or I'm a really good cook or I'm someone that other people can trust. And then you can yeah. write those down as well. So you can also, you can have like a negative positive column going on on a piece of paper and every time that you feel that there's something bad about yourself, you can put it down. But every time that you think, hang on, I'm actually okay with this, you put that down too. So it's like a seesaw. Mm. And slowly, slowly you try and equalize. And then even more slowly, you try to see way more positives than negatives. You can aim That's to have five positive things on your list. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little trick that actually works over time. Mm listening out for the good about yourself and I love what you said there with some of the examples of what the positives could be that they are yeah. their qualities their actual aspects of yourself rather than something that you do they are qualities yes. that you have uh, innately and that you can actually cultivate as well I, you know for example yeah. I just you gave me an image there of um, I, I can say I know a girl who maybe wouldn't think of herself as being, I'm someone I, that others can trust, but actually having her realize that and uh, accept it as a quality and something that is uh, boosting of self-esteem. Uh, yeah, and it's something not to take for granted. Absolutely, being and I think that's the big One that issue. can be trusted is, is huge and it has more value or equal value to anything like somebody gets better grades than me. It's just, it's less difficult to identify. So mm. I think it's really easy to be like, oh, I'm really good at basketball because I won the game or I'm yeah. not great at chemistry because I got a bad mark, mm -hmm. but I'm a good friend. I'm someone people can trust. I, I have compassion. Are things that are not so easy to notice in everyday life until you start looking for them. Mm. I'm good at laughing. And I think, 
I, yeah, I make other absolutely. people laugh. Yeah. Perfect. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um, self-confidence, which, which is also very important. And there are times when you can have low self-confidence and low self-esteem. So it's useful to also be aware of what self-confidence is and, and how to boost that, because that can also feed into the self-esteem. So when you, you look at self-confidence, you look at what you've already achieved. And again, it's a lot of stuff is to do with with writing things down or drawing them out or finding some way to record them outside of yourself so that you can refer to to them. Mm. So that when you're feeling horrible in yourself and in some ways your brain is playing tricks on you, you have an objective reality outside of yourself that you can actually refer to and say, hang on, when I was feeling okay about myself, I put these things down. So today, when I'm not feeling okay about myself, I can still go back and look at those things. And, and they're still there and they're still real, even if I don't feel them right now. Mm-hmm. So you can okay, maybe I, have a, I have a question there because, so I'm thinking back to when we were teenagers and how, you know, it's friendships like we had that were part of self-esteem for me, um, knowing yeah. that um, I have friends who, who believe in me and who support me and, and I feel that way about. That was part of my self-esteem building but I wonder how it's it's wonderful to have that but how much should self-esteem come from ourselves and how much should self-esteem be you know feedback from other people is there some kind of um, balance there because if we're only if we're relying on other people to feed our self-esteem does that potentially put us at risk of not getting enough good feedback or um, how important is the relationship between our own voice, our own opinion, and self-esteem? I think it's a really brilliant question. And I think what is always important is, and again, this takes time. All of this takes time. All of this takes takes practice. It's like a new skill that you learn. Okay. Is You can listen to other people's feedback about yourself, and that is really good supporting evidence. Mm. But the, the reality tends to be the goodness that you can see in yourself. And at the beginning, you might find that you rely quite a lot on, oh, well, my friend told me that I was really great at, at being a good friend. Um, and then over time, that is something that you start to feel and believe about yourself. So that even if one day a friend comes up and says, you did a really rubbish thing that made me feel awful. You say, I'm so sorry, but it doesn't destroy your self-esteem because you know that the majority times you're a really good friend. Again, it's that weird balance that, that you need to find within yourself and it's easy to talk about and, and it comes out of trial and error, but perhaps a good trick would be, when you're writing down your list, are there things on that list that nobody else knows about you that still make you <laughs> Yeah, yourself? they haven't picked up on or they haven't got around to commenting yeah. on. Yeah, that's really, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's, that would be a really good way of, of figuring out if you're perhaps relying too much on others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Not easy. I think that, that's a really, really important point, because I, I can imagine that for a lot of our listeners, it would be that um, that initial step of having to think, you know, what are my qualities? Where, where, where are my strengths? Without thinking of 
what other people have said to them already. It could be quite hard, but I, I really love what you said there about um, uh, it's it, the substance has to come from yourself at some point. Some point, and there's a really, I, I mean, even maybe a really useful one would be um, when you study for exams, nobody else can study for exams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nobody else actually can can reliably judge if you are someone who can knuckle down and study if you need to and when you need to accept yourself. So that's for exa that's an example of one that only you will know mm -hmm. that you can work on without relying on somebody else telling you, yeah, you got an A, amazing, well done, that's the external, but you're the one who knows that you possibly sat down and studied really hard for that A. I hope that makes sense. Does, yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> and this feeds into the concept of what we said, self-talk. So talking positively about yourself and being aware of your positives um, more than being aware of your negatives. And the majority of people tend to be more aware of their negatives. But if you can start developing positive self-talk, it will, it will uh, carry you through a lot of situations that otherwise could be really, really tricky. Yeah. Um, I guess that, that applies a lot to um, relationship with our appearance as well. I, I remember I read somewhere about um, how women, unfortunately, especially when we look in the mirror, we will immediately notice our flaw, the thing that's least attractive about ourselves. And that, that yeah, that in this article they were talking about, uh, we have to change that negative um, bias and actually focus on, oh, I look fresh today, or oh, my hair's got a nice shine today, or <laughs> oh, my eyes are bright today. And it feels a little bit unnatural at first because we wouldn't always say, oh, I've got a spot or my nose looks big or whatever it might be. <laughs> um, so it is, yeah, I see what you mean about the, the training and it's- um... It's a training. It's a training like riding a bike. It's a training like anything else. And, and like all these trainings, it can at first, as you really rightly pointed out, feel really unnatural, feel weird, feel yeah. forced, feel ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what am I doing? This sounds silly. Um, but you kind of have to trust yourself mm -hmm. because one of the really interesting things that comes out of this, and we'll talk about it more with self-sabotage, is that the more that you positively speak about yourself, the changes in brain chemistry that occur. So the more positive we speak about ourselves, the better we actually will feel. Mm -hmm. So that there's a biochemical element to it, um, which we can always get into in another podcast yeah yeah fascinating that is really that. important so there is actually kind of a scientific basis for this as well it's not just feeling pink and fluffy and like I'm covered in glitter you've just you know made me realize that 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 expression in English about uh, bringing yourself down actually means exactly that you can bring yourself down through the things that you say to yourself and so equally, that means the, the opposite. You, you can elevate yourself. You can yeah. bring yourself up you through what you yourself, say. And, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. I so, love this. This is, this is resonating <laughs> with what you said about stress, you know, that uh, you're, you can be in control of it. You have got powers. And the same with 
uh, you know, right now there might be somebody listening who struggles with their identity or their position or their place, or yeah. they, they doubt themselves a lot, but actually they can do things about it. It, it, it is within their grasp. It is within their- All of this is within your grasp. Mm. This doesn't even, you don't need anything else but yourself to do this. You don't. Yeah, you don't have to go on a boot camp. You don't, yeah. No, you don't need to book an appointment with anyone. You know, it's probably useful to have maybe a pen and a piece of paper, but Mm -hmm. you could probably do this with nothing but your your own body um, and and some determination and some courage. All of this takes courage. All change takes Mm -hmm. courage. Yeah. Yeah. So should I move on to self-sabotage? Because that's, yeah. that's something that, that also- Explain a bit in. what it is and, and how, I, I know you said you had some ideas about how to avoid it, what to do about it, if you know. Yeah, and even just to identify it, because it, it's sneaky. Self-sabotage is mm. really sneaky. It's like um, that little, sky, you know, the little spider in the corner that's just kind of sitting there, slightly camouflaged. Stalking. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's useful to, to get some good goggles on and, uh, and figure out, you know, where's my self-sabotage and, and how can I avoid this or at least be aware of it to start with. And that's one of the big steps. Mm-hmm. So what is self-sabotage? Well, basically it occurs when we as individuals destroy ourselves, either physically, mentally, or emotionally, or when we actually um, undermine our own personal goals and personal values. So it's basically telling yourself that you're bad when you're not. Mm-hmm. It's an, an, it is definitely an unhealthy behavior, but it's very common and it's very normal and it can totally be stopped. It, it, it's mostly a question of challenging your way of thinking and your behaviors while at the same time, remembering to be kind to yourself and allowing yourself to make mistakes. Mm. So I think there's a, there's a theme going through this podcast, which is equilibrium and, and finding balance in all things. And so it's not pretending that you're perfect. It's not pretending that you never make mistakes, but it's treating yourself like your own best friend. How would you speak to your friend? Hey, you know what? That wasn't great, but you learned from it. Or actually you're feeling awful, but you're really amazing to me. Um, It comes from a negative mindset. And importantly, it undermines your success despite you wishing to be successful. And that's why it's sneaky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, very sneaky indeed very sneaky it's, it's a not nice sneaky ninja that comes up <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that, that ninja nobody wants around in their mind yeah yeah exactly it stems from low self-esteem frequently um negative self-talk negative emotions and it's it's kind of reinforced by failure that comes from that so when we're not feeling great about ourselves, we probably won't. Yeah, exactly. Negative spiral downwards. We probably won't give our best to something, which means it won't be as great as it could have been, which will make you feel bad again. And, and there is a negative spiral, which is why it's so important to actually identify when you're engaging in, in self-sabotage. 
there's some really obvious ones. Um, so abuse of alcohol, abuse of drugs, self-injury, such as cutting yourself. And then there are slightly more subtle ones. Comfort eating. And I don't mean just the, the typical, you know, vision of somebody who sits down and eats three pots of ice cream and then vomits. Uh, but I mean the person who perhaps continuously says, oh, because I was really good at doing one task, I'm going to reward myself with a whole packet of biscuits. Mm -hmm. uh, and another one which is really common and possibly the, the one that's most relevant to, to most people is procrastination. Unbelievable. I have heard this before the connection and I would never, ever have made it. So yeah, please explain that procrastination, yeah. self-sabotage. Uh, it will make perfect sense afterwards, but I think, yeah, the, the students listening to this will also like I did the first time. <laughs> How on earth are those two things related? They really yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. So basically what's happening um, is that you're going to be masking your emotions and Perhaps in terms of procrastination, we think of homework. Oh, well, yeah, I've got this chemistry thing to do, but right now, you know what? It's really exciting, uh, the fourth season of Stranger Things or this TikTok video or- New oh, Beyonce video, yeah. Oh yeah, my friend is having a really difficult moment and I wanna be there for her, but I'm gonna be there for her for four hours when actually 20 minutes would be enough. And you really have to think, why am I doing this? It's not just, oh, because I can't be bothered or I don't feel like putting in the effort. If you dig down a little bit further, you know, you're putting something off and you're avoiding it, but why? What's holding you back from doing what you want to do? Are you frightened? Are you fearful that however much I study for this chemistry exam, because I find chemistry difficult, I will not get a good grade. I will not therefore be able to go into the profession that my parents want me to go into. <laughs> and so rather than like, looking oh my at God, the magnitude, the face, yeah. yeah, I'll just rather not study and do the, it's the metaphor of an ostrich sticking its head in the sand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and procrastination is, is something that we all do. And oh God, there are I know this one so well. It's a, it's a huge problem for me, uh, but it, I'm glad that it's one I've identified. I, I, I'd never understood before just how damaging procrastination can be. And that, you know, finding an excuse to go and do the laundry and clean the floors and clean out the fridge and, boil some eggs and <laughs> polish your shoes rather than start the piece of work that you're putting off it doesn't help you it doesn't set you up for success it doesn't make you deliver it doesn't do any of those things procrastination I, I totally see it um it holds you it, back it, and it, it it screws you up yeah yeah it'll ultimately make it worse because you'll mm -hmm. still have to do that piece of work but you'll be doing it under conditions where you feel stressed because you've got less time and you'll also feel guilty. So that's the other thing, procrastination and guilt go really hand in hand. Guilt in itself is a damaging emotion which will damage your self-esteem. And it stems from the fact that 
you know you should have done this before but you didn't want to and now you're having to do it and it's going Ah. to be bad oh no yeah. and so that that ninja voice again the spider back in the head saying exactly. you're rubbish you're stupid you're useless you didn't do this no 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 you can't even be trusted to manage oh. your time yeah so it can so be self-esteem plummets plummet. down to scale zero yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my god this is so important. Why, why are we not teaching these things in school? Everybody needs a lesson a day. Because most, most people don't recognize boosting. it. Yeah. Full stop. Most mm-hmm. people take any teacher, any adult, any person in, in a position of authority and power who you respect, they will also procrastinate. And in some ways, again, balance. It's okay sometimes to procrastinate, but at least be aware why you're doing it. Uh, And one thing that feeds into procrastination is another really interesting concept that I'm sure the listeners will have heard of, but just in case, imposter syndrome. Mm, No, please explain. So an imposter syndrome is a feeling that you are not good enough or deserve success. Okay. And you're afraid that other people are going to find out about that (gasps) and think the same. Yeah. Okay. you might feel like you're a fake, like you're undeserving of praise. Um, and, and again, that will feed into the procrastination, which will feed into the lowering of self-esteem. And it's one of those things where, and again, it feels very forced at first, you have to be your own best friend. Write down your accomplishments even if they're small, you know, say to yourself, actually, it's going to be okay. I, I, I've got this. I can do it. Yeah, that's really lovely. I love this idea because it's, I think everybody can identify with that. Okay, well, what, what would I say to my best friend? Uh, I'm not going to exactly. tell them, oh, you're useless. And why did you leave it till the last minute? You're going to say, oh, well, you know, you've still got time. And maybe who can help you? Can I help you? Um, what's going to make it easier for you? And, and then suddenly you're back on a, on a position where you might, um, a direction rather, in which you could lead to a good outcome and, and, also, and feel good about yourself. Thing, totally. And another thing that we, can, we do tend to say to our best friends, right, is uh, last time you did that, it didn't work out brilliant. Yeah. So maybe this time yeah. you could do it differently. Watch out. You're kind of reminding me of the last time when it all went wrong. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, if we can remember to be our own best friends or, or at least um, be as kind to ourselves as we would to, to a, a, a best friend, it, mm-hmm. it will really help. And slowly, slowly, it will stop feeling forced because your self-esteem will rise and you'll realize that you are worth it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's wonderful. <laughs> I think that we've covered some really important things there. I mean, it's uh, it's a huge thing, and I think maybe it would be really good to um, to follow up at some point with some because you talked about you know creating either a list for yourself or uh, ways yeah. of writing. Maybe at some point we could actually come up with um, like examples of how, how can you do your own self esteem checklist. Um, that would be amazing, definitely. Um, and the other thing is have listeners have you know the young people help us put together 
a oh, checklist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, even better. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> you know, there's a lot that you can do with an enormous piece of paper and brainstorm all the different ways in which you can check in on your self-esteem, check in on your self-sabotaging, figure out how you can be your own best friend and have that there as a as a reminder of what you can do when you're aware that you're being mean to yourself and yeah. bullying yourself mm, yeah and and you know uh, when you were talking earlier at the beginning about um these things i kind of was questioning myself how do we end up not having self-esteem in the first place and i mean that's a huge question too wow. but I, I think one of the things if i think back to when i was a teenager and still now as an adult what are the things that get in the way of healthy self-esteem it's the misconception that uh, being okay with yourself and being kind with yourself is arrogance or egotism and it's not it's absolutely not uh, thinking kind things about yourself is not arrogance it's a, a completely different thing that's brilliant laura though totally true and it's, it's absolutely true that it's seen as arrogant or it's seen as self-indulgent yeah. or it's seen as weak. and i've understood yeah. the difference and i can spot it in people now you know when someone says i am the best at x that's arrogance because it's about uh ego comparing themselves and having to yeah. create something uh, by comparison to others. But somebody who's saying, oh, I'm really good at that and I love doing it. That's healthy self-esteem. Absolutely. It's not about Again, belittling it's, anyone else or elevating themselves. It's, it's just a statement of- uh, It's a statement of fact. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, this is giving us so many ideas for future follow-ups. Mm, I know, I can't wait for part three already. <laughs> You know, they're going to have like 10 parts. A little pamphlet together of different ways in which you can help yourself and others do this. Because that's the other thing. I mean, we all we all probably have that one friend who we're like, who, you know, you're great. You're, you're so wonderful and you feel so bad about yourself. We, this, you know, self-esteem isn't just about boosting our own, but we can also help other people yeah. be aware of their self-esteem and and how to to, to increase their own self-esteem mm -hmm. that's wonderful yeah okay well i think we're definitely going to have to have a part three and we'll just have to wait till <laughs> after your holidays and we'll arrange something your holidays. my holidays too yeah but i think um there's some amazing stuff to take away from this and and i, I think those three big ideas there what what is self-esteem compared to confidence self-sabotage and this imposter syndrome too. I think so many yeah. teenagers that I know here will identify with those things. And uh, I know you've talked about this before, just identifying them is the first step, knowing what That's those things are step. is like a, a weapon already. So they're, yeah. they're armed. Yeah, this concept of um, identifying things very neutrally. So you, mm. you, don't, you don't attach a value judgment to it at first. Oh my God, how could I possibly have been so stupid to not yeah. be aware that I was involved in imposter syndrome and that my destination <laughs> was based on... Okay, let's just stop. <laughs> Give yourself Three. a break. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that one is becoming aware of these. So yeah, but there oh, we go. Thank you. Ava, <laughs> Cup Jaina, as we say in Laos, it's so, so, so wonderful. And uh, I think this is the kind of information that can 
it can really, really change things for people. And, you know, maybe some people already have a little idea, but this will extend their knowledge. And for others, I think it will open up doors that they didn't realize they could go through, you know, so I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It's always a joy and a pleasure. And the listeners, you guys, you'll have some amazing ideas, feed it back to Wellspring Mm, and made into something really special. Definitely. That would be great. Okay. Well, until next time, thank you very much again to Ava. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye for now.